الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يدلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما آتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي درشب الله نعم صلى الله عليه Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home Alhamdulillah Before the month of Ramadan For the many sessions of Dars-e-Hadith We were covering the history of Masjid-e-Nabwi sallallahu alayhi wasallam And also the history of the city itself the beautiful city which is named as Madinatul Munawwara. <coughs> just to freshen up our memories, just to recap back on the social structure of Madinatul Munawwara. Brothers must remember that Madinatul Munawwara is a city that is completely different from the city of Makkatul Mukarrama. Makkatul Mukarrama is a city that is, or that was at that time also, the center of pilgrimage. And the political, economical scene in Makkatul Mukarrama was completely different to Madinatul Munawwara. Everything was governed by the Arabs. Everything was in total control of the Qureshi people. Qureshi people, they were the elites, the biggest force, the strongest of the people in Arabia. In Makkatul Mukarrama, very few were foreigners. Those who were slaves, they came from different parts of the world, but majority of the people were all the local Arabs there, the Qureshi people. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam himself, Ab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam comes from uh, the most honorable tribe, Banu Hashim. He himself is a Qurayshi. And great power was also given to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and they respected him also because he was the son of Hadrat Abdullah. And Ab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was connected with Abdul Muttalib. There was a lot of tribalism there in Makkatul Mukarrama. So Makkatul Mukarrama was completely different from Madinatul Munawwara. The people of Makkah did not fear any form of uh, rivalry from anyone, any form of mutiny from anyone. They were confident that no community can emerge up and go against them. Unlike Madinatul Munawwara. When Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came to Madinatul Munawwara, Madinatul Munawwara was completely different. In fact, great difficulty 
was given to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam at all times in Madinatul Munawwara for his stay of 10 years in that city. Five main tribes. Two of the tribes belong to the Arabs and three of the tribes belong to the Jews. And the Jews, wherever they go, they are a minority, but the biggest thorn, the biggest obstacle. Absalallahu's greatest challenge was to tackle them. Surah Al-Baqarah, the tafsir, mashallah, talks about the Jews, the children of Banu Israel, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya Bani Israel, Uzkuru ni'mati allati anamtu alaykum wa anni faddaltukum ala al-alameen. And that entire surat, the biggest surat of the Qur'an, basically talks about the character of the Jews in the time of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and also before the time of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Uh, Musa alayhi salam went through a lot of difficulty with them. Isa alayhi salam went through a lot of difficulty with them. The two Arab tribes were Aus and Khazraj. The men folks in uh, the tribes of Aus and Khazraj, combining the two tribes together, would be approximately 5,000 to 6,000. And if we were to include men, women, and children all together, the population of Aus and Khazraj was only about 12,000 or 13,000, not much. The population of Madinatul Munawwara, Madinatul Munawwara was an oasis of different settlements. And the three Jewish tribes, Banu Qaynuqa, they were the most fiercest of all the tribes of the, of the Jews that were living there. Banu Qaynuqa, Banu Nazir and Banu Qurayza. When we combine the three together, the men folks in the three tribes were only as many as two to three thousand. Kitne? Dose? Include uh, the women and children, then the figure would probably go up to five thousand or six thousand. So the overall picture of Madinatul Munawwara that you're looking at is a population of about 20,000 people only. 20,000, maximum 22, 23, 24, Wallahu alam. But these are the figures that are given to us in uh, the history books uh, which talk about the history of Madinatul Munawwara. Politically and economically, things were completely different to Makkah. In Makkatul Mukarramah, Politically and economical power was in the hands of the Qurayshi people, the Arabs. In Madinatul Munawwara, things were very different. And that is why the picture uh, has to be clear for the brothers here to understand what difficulty Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam had to go through. The political power was in the hands of the Arabs, Aus and Khazraj. These are the two tribes that came from Yemen. That's why the Yemeni people classify themselves as Aslul Arab. We are the real Arabs. Aus and Khazraj. And the economical side of Madinatul Munawwara when it came to money, everything of money was handled by the Jewish tribes. 
the entire market the gold industry the jewelry shops retail shops and wholesale and everything banu qainuqa were metal workers what were they metal workers anything with gold silver gold and silver and any form of metal there was a special souq in madinatul munawwara known as souq qainuqa everything all the money was in their hands they ruled and that is how they blackmailed the people of aus and the people of hazrat this is what they do good this is what they are good in wherever they go inside ignite corruption and their fraudulent tactics works everywhere there was no such thing as riba in madinatul munawwara interest usury did not exist the arabs were the most hospitable people on the face of this earth irrespective of your color irrespective of your your background your religion who you were if you were a traveler if you were a musafir and they saw you a group of people came mashallah all of them are musafirin they would mashallah make zaba of a camel and feed you well a feast would be there given to you on the banquet everything would be there hospitable people they would take out their clothes and give it to you they would look after you there were no hotels and motels no bed and breakfast bed and breakfast and hotels were first founded in europe and and these cities in the muslim empire mashallah hospitable people muslims were there looking after everyone but when the jewish people came to madinatul munawwara and they had settled there for a long period of time 600 years kitne sa 600 years but again they took themselves to be elite for 600 years they did not evangelize anyone they did not preach out about judaism to anyone it's all about uh, you know about the racial background we are the elite people nobody else can be a jew we don't come out and invite you right you become one of us now this is it elite exclusive we are in that pack and the doors are closed you can't come in you can interact but you are inferior to us we are superior and when you want money you come to us and this is a fraudulent tactic very very stingy kaise hai ye log very very stingy they would not give you anything for free unlike the arabs the arabs were bhole wale log everything they would make it black and white clear everything if they were angry it was visible if they were happy it was visible they would show everything they would speak the truth this is who they were and they were corrupt people my respected brothers just to uh, put one example in front of you of how low and immoral this jewish community was in the time of hazrat nabi karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam one incident is recorded in the sahih of imam bukhari rahmatullah alayh every time the locals needed money they would go to the jewish people banu qainuqa banu nazir these were merchants they had the power they had the money they had the power to lend money not for free everything was returned back in with a high price of interest rates you know high price hamari bank kya interest deti hai as compared to 
how they were work, working. And this is why when Isa alayhi, one of the reasons why uh, the, the Roman Empire chased Isa alayhi salatu wasalam out from the temple is that all the, the brokers and the money lenders that were there in the temple, Isa alayhi salatu wasalam got very very angry and threw away the, the tables and where they were exchanging money, poor people were there and they would lend them money and that poor person would work for years and still he would not repay the full amount. And Isa alayhi salatu wasalam said to them that, what is this? Have you made the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the den of shaitan? So the sood, interest was haram at all times. Yamhakullahu riba wa yurbi sadaqa. The system of interest corrupts a person. It finishes a person. Subhanallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us the tawfiq that uh, we live in the condition of sabr and shukr and appreciate uh, of the blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. What about the good health that we enjoy today? Isn't that a great na'mah? Alhamdulillah. We can breathe, we can walk, we can do tawaf, we can come to the masjid. Subhanallah, we can see, we can taste. Uh, we go to the hospitals to visit everyone. What about this health? یہ کتنی بری نعمت اللہ سبحانہ وتعالی نے مجھے آپ کو دی ہوئی ہے اللہ پاک ہمیشہ ہمیں آپ کو تندرستی دے and محمد بن مسلمہ again came into that situation where he needed money and like all businessmen you go and ask your friends and ask some of your neighbors to help you and that's how the market runs and he went to Ka'b ibn Ashraf, one of the rich tycoons of Banu Nazir. And the normal pretext that the Arabs would use, this is how they would go, they say, well, Ka'b, you know, things are hard now in the market. It's not easy uh, to live. I'm in need of money. You know me and I know you. I'll repay you. I need this much amount of dirhams or dinars from you if you can help me Ka'ab ibn Ashraf looked at Muhammad bin Maslama and said yes I can give you that amount but what in return of security will you give me as mortgage of the amount that I have given you and look how low these people were Muhammad bin Maslama said look I have come to you so you help me now what can I give you in return what can I give you in return? If I had money, I wouldn't come to you. If I had uh, possessions, I wouldn't come to you. I would s- sell that item. So he says, no, but I'm sure you have a wife. I'm sure you have a wife. And I'm sure you have daughters in the house. How about giving me your your wives and your daughters as a form of security I won't do anything but if you can't repay me back then you give me your word that the women folks in your house I can treat them and handle them however I wish how low they were and this is recorded in the Sahih of Imam Bukhari Rahmatullah and Muhammad bin Aslama just looked at him. The Arabs, whatever they were, 
they, they were not as low as that. And, they, and he said to Ka'ab ibn Ashraf, you do what you want. And he returned away. Who is prepared to sell the women folks in the family? And Ka'ab ibn Ashraf, this is where, wherever they go, zina, women, everything. It's, these are incredible people. They practice, they are, they practice their religion, but in the most corrupt way. They practice their religion, but in the most corrupt way. Really, to, you, to understand them, it's so difficult. So difficult. That is why the first chapter of the Quran, Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not start with any other subject, any other mazmoon. And Allah has said to the Ummah of Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, understand this cripples community, and inshallah the doors of Jannah will open up for you. Subhanallah. And this is how they were. They were again a nation for which literacy was their tradition. The Arabs were pagans. They worshipped idols, Lat and Uzza. Every tribe had one Lat, the other one had Uzza, the other one shared idols, everything was about idols. They did not have any divine revelation or a heavenly, a heavenly book like uh, the, the Psalms, uh, Zabur, or Injil, or Torah, or Jobi Kutubho. They were pagans, mushrikeen, worshipping the idols, unlike the Jews. The Jews were literate people. Literacy was part of them. They would educate their children. And they were rich. The, 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 the Ansari companions were living in huts while the Jews were living in fortresses and fortresses in total in Madinatul Munawwara just in one part uh, the, the historians have said that 59 strong fortresses were there 59 and in that fortress everything was there water, food synagogue, ibadat ki jagah, schools, everything, play area, everything was in the synagogue. Fifty-nine fortresses were there. And, and they would take great pride. They said, if any army would come, impregnable, nothing, you can't break us. We are so strong, uh, nothing can crush us. We are powerful people. They would often say to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, don't think that because you, Ma'adullah, and the Muslims have defeated the Mushrikeens of Makkah in the Battle of Badr, that you can defeat us. They haven't got the power, they, they have not understood the art of fighting. We know how to fight. <laughs> this is what they would say to Huzur We know how to fight. And inshallah, I don't want to touch on this session now, maybe inshallah in the next session. We'll, we'll continue and how Huzur alayhi salatu was salam dealt with them. This is how they were my respected brothers. Incredible people. Interest first started in Madinatul Munawwara because of the Jews that were there. The system was of interest never ever existed in the Muslim community. Never ever. Subhan. Muslims didn't know. They would give money in Islam, it is sadaqah. In the masadaqatul al-fuqara. In Islam it is a system of zakat. If you want to help your Muslim brother, it is for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No selfishness, but selflessness.
subhanallah bilkul yani mustaghni you helping someone for the sake of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala these were the muslims of madinatul munawwara hazrat umar radiyallahu ta'ala an when he was the amir his duty was well not duty he committed himself to this that every night he would walk alone or he would have someone with him and he would do jawla gasht in and around the city of madinatul munawwara to see if the needs of the people there are there for them and they are resting in peace one day as umar farooq radiyallahu ta'ala and saw that at a distance there was a tent there and that they umar farooq radiyallahu ta'ala and went alone there and found a bedouin just on the outside of the tent sitting there and as umar farooq greeted him with salam and when you greet someone you say salam first then you take his name that is the adab assalamu assalamu is first qablan kalam before your statement salam is first this is the tartib assalamu alaikum idris assalamu alaikum abid assalamu alaikum so and so this is the tartib even in at-tahiyyat at-tahiyyatu lillahi wa salawatu wa salamu alayka assalamu alayka ayyuhan salam comes first and then you say ayyuhan nabi but our barelvi brothers don't want to practice that they say ya nabi assalamu alaikum what do they say ya nabi assalamu alaikum but the hadith is saying salam first then the statement and they say no no ya nabi assalamu alaikum pehle ya nabi salam are bhai tartib ulti hai you give salam first then you take the name you take you give salam first then you take the allahumma salli ala muhammad allahumma salli ala muhammad the salam comes first the salat comes first then the name of ibrahim alayhi salam then the name of hazrat nabi kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam so we have to follow the sunnah of nabi kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam umar farooq was there and he says what are you doing here do you need any help and he says yes i am here the bedouins were strong in their tongue he says yes we are here i am here i come to medina to look for umar to look for Umar who is supposed to be Amirul Mu'mineen and who is he talking to? that Umar Farooq radiyallahu ta'ala and Umar Farooq radiyallahu ta'ala as he was about to say something to him he said to him that I hear uh, this noise that is coming out from the tent a woman is crying why and who is this person crying in the tent? Again, the Bedouins were very strong in their nature. He said, "Mind your own business." What did they say to Omar Farooq? "Mind your own business." Ab kono the? And though Parda was not there for them, but when it came to men and women, the, the Bedouins had this segregation. That why are you uh, inquiring about my women, women folks that are in the tent? Well, it could be it's my business. Why are you? What can a man help me? He says, no, no, tell me, I will help you. I know a lot of people here. And he says, well, I wanted to come in the city, but my wife was pregnant. And it seems that the time is close now. Uh, and the time of delivery is very, very close. So she is now in that, uh, in that pain of labor. And I'm all alone here. I wish I knew someone who could help me. Umar Farooq, radiallahu ta'ala, and subhanallah, these people were 
not just awliyaullah, sahabai kiram ajma'een, these were honorable people. He says, wait, wait. Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala rushed back home. At that time, Hazrat Umar Farooq's uh, wife was the daughter of Hazrat Ali and her name was Hazrat Ummi Kulthum. Kyananda? Hazrat Ummi Kulthum. SubhanAllah. Today, people do zina. People do zina. That is okay. Nobody frowns at them. Lekin agar kisi ne do shadi karli, ya dusri bivi ya tisri bivi ki, acha? SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah. Malviyo ka kya dhanda hai aur mashgala hai? Yaad rakhe ye bol bhaari parenge. Bol bhaari parenge. And the ummah is indulged in zina. Absolutely, you go down under. Zina is there. Not just zina. Astaghfirullah al-Azim, I feel ashamed to even quote some of the things in front of you because it deals with maharim. This Muslim lady who works in Crown Hills voluntarily, and who are the children who go to Crown Hills? All Muslims. And she says, when I talk to Muslim children there, they are puzzled of their own sexuality. Of their own sexuality. Crown Hills ki mein baat kar raho. But no, we haven't got. What can we do? Make gibbet. Make gibbet. Somebody said to me, oh Maulana sahab, a group of people were in the haram. And they were talking about you. I said, Alhamdulillah. I said, all praises be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah. I am privileged. Ke tumari nekia meri taraf aarahi. How honorable can a person be that you are sitting in front of the Kaaba and you still want to do ghibat of a person? Fine, carry on, do ghibat of whoever you want. How many people will kill you in the face of the face? Are you doing it? Are you doing it? Are you doing it? And here Hazrat Umar Farooq was married to the daughter of Hazrat Fatima. Hazrat, the granddaughter of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was in the nikah of Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala. What happens? And he says to Hazrat Umm Kulsum radiallahu ta'ala anha that it is time now for me and you to earn Jannah. To earn Jannah. No questions asked. For Hazrat, uh, Umm Kulsum comes with Hazrat Umar Farooq. Obviously, she will work as a nurse there at that time. And Hazrat Umar Farooq explained everything. Hazrat Umar Farooq was carrying all the, uh, the right equipment, food was there. And Hazrat Umar Farooq's wife, Hazrat Umar Kulsum, is attending to that lady who is about to deliver a child. She's in pain, labor. And here, Hazrat Umar Farooq is cooking food for the Bedouin. Cooking food for the Bedouin. They, when the food is prepared, MashaAllah, there the child is born and the child is crying. And Hazrat Umm Kulsum says, Mubarak to the, to the Bedouin and to the family. MashaAllah, Allah has blessed you with a child. I forget, is it a boy or a girl? But a child. And Hazrat Umar Farooq says, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, the city of Medina is for you. And don't worry, you are looking for Umar Farooq, don't hesitate. You don't have to go for, I am Umar Farooq. I am Umar Farooq 
رضی اللہ تعالیٰ دیز و اخلاق آف دا مسلمین دا کمپینینس ایز کمپیئر ٹو دا ادر گروپس دیٹ وار لیونگ ان مدینۃ المنورہ برادرز مس ریمبر دیٹ مدینۃ المنورہ واز واز این ایریا آف مینی سیٹلمنٹس بٹ ناٹ لیونگ ان ون ایریا دے وار آل اسکیٹرڈ سو دا جوئش کمیونٹی واز لیونگ آن دا فار این ایگزامپل اف یو ٹیک مسجد نبوی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم ٹو بی دا سینٹرل ایریا آف مدینۃ المنورہ ٹوڈے the jewish community was living on the south eastern side of madinatul munawwara and it was a walk 2 to 3 kilometers away so that is why in a lot of the hadith of sallallahu alaihi wasallam when he would go uh, to visit areas he would actually walk but it's in the city of madinatul munawwara but all the settlements are scattered the muslims were in one area and then you had another area and then you had another area the jewish people were living in a, another area yathrib was the old name of madinatul munawwara and yathrib was the name of uh, one of the sons of hazrat or was the name of a person who was from the descendant of hazrat nuh alayhi salatu wassalam and he was the first man to come to Madinatul Munawwara and settle in that area that is why the city was known as Yathrib after his name after his name Yathrib was the name of one of uh, the the descendants of Hazrat Nuh alayhi salatu wassalam and the inhabitants of Madinatul Munawwara at that time were known as the people of uh, Araqimiya Ara Al-Alqamiya kya kehte the inko Al Qamiya and Al Qamiya was the fourth generation grandson of Hazrat Nuh alayhi salatu wassalam and this name was given to them because of their height they were tall people they were tall people mashallah you see our brothers from uh, Somalia Somalia mashallah our muslim community from Somalia Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them height some of them This is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates and our brothers from Indonesia and Malaysia they are a bit short but some of the brothers mashallah are very very tall so these people were very very tall and they settled in Madinatul Munawwara so the Jews were living on the southern eastern side of uh, Madinatul Munawwara and they were all scattered and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about them that when huzur alayhi salatu wassalam came to them الذين آتيناهم الكتاب يعرفونهم كما يعرفون أبناءهم. In reality, Allah has exposed the inner condition. Allah says that they recognize Huzur alayhi salam as being the last messenger, like how one recognizes his own son. Does <coughs> father have any difficulty in recognizing his son? No. Mashallah, that is my son. So when Huzur alayhi salatu wassalam came, Allah says there was no difficulty for him. In fact it is said that from Jerusalem before Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam migrated to Madinatul Munawwara two of the highest Jewish rabbis came from Jerusalem to settle into Madinatul Munawwara when they came to Madinatul Munawwara they were honored and respected because of the fame and they were pious people and in reality they were pious people and they came to educate the people of Madinatul Munawwara not the people of Aws and Khazraj 
but the people of Banu Qurayza, Qaynuqa, Banu Qurayza, Qaynuqa and Banu Nazir, the Jewish tribes, and they would sit from morning to night saying to them, preaching to them that the time has come now that the last prophet, the Messiah that we have been waiting for, he is due now to come anytime in Madinatul Munawwara. And all the groups, the tribes were sitting and these two great rabbis were educating them saying that when Muhammad Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam comes, make sure you believe in the last messenger. Make sure you side with Hazrat Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And in return they would say, we know all that. What would they say? We know all that. In fact, they would go and threaten the Aus and Khazraj people. They would say, well, right now, money is in our control and the political power is with you. But just wait. When the last messenger comes, we will take control from you. We will take control from you. And this is the threat they would give. But unfortunately, before Wasallam migrated to Madinatul Munawwara, these two great rabbis and scholars passed away. Kya ho gaya? Intikal ho gaya. Inshallah, we hope that because they were of the right aqeedah, Inshallah ta'ala, they will be blessed with iman and Allah will grant them jannah because they were of sahihul aqeedah. Because when Aap sallallahu alayhi wasallam came to Madinatul Munawwara, the reaction was of the total opposite. Total opposite. Just look at the statistics. From what did I say early uh, in the session when I started? That how many people were make up the tribe of Aus and Khazraj? Approximately 12,000. 12, and how many people make up with the three tribes combined together, the Jewish people? How many were they totally, including male and female and children? About five to six thousand. Look at the difference. Aus and Khazraj were of pagan background. No tradition of literacy was with the Arabs. They, they could not read or write at all. They worshipped idols for generations. They were all confused. At times they would say, Wallah, and at times they would take, they would take an oath by the name of Lat and Uzzah. They were deprived. But the Jewish scholars, they were literate people, masters, educated people, rich people, they had everything. Their children were educated. They knew the signs, they could read everything. But Allah gives hidayah to who He likes. Majority of the pagans who were of Aus and Khazraj, they had all earned the title of being Sahaba Ikiramajmen. And only a handful were deprived from Iman and Islam. But only a handful were deprived from Iman and Islam. But majority of them all embraced Islam and they became Sahaba. And when you look at the statistics of Banu Qurayza, Banu Qaynuqa and Banu Nazir, and a total of 6,000 people, only 39 became Muslims. Kitne? How difficult it must be for Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam. That is why I say to people, look, put the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasalam in front of you. Forty years nabuwat mili, sixty-three years for aapka intikal hua. Look at the transformation. 
in the 10 years Huzur alayhi salatu was salam had to go through, he had to contend with the hypocrites, contend with uh, the, those who betrayed him, the tre- treacherous people, the munafiqeen, and also the Jews that were there, there were attempts to to assassinate him, attempt to, to Allah, murder him, to poison him, everything was there. All the battles took place in Madinatul Munawwara, revelation was with him, Subhanallah, Sahaba Ikiram Ajma'een were there, everything was there in matter of 10 years, everything was settled. This is nothing but a great mu'ajizah of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That is why when once Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam uh, was again visiting the different settlements of Madinatul Munawwara. Asallallahu alayhi wasallam was with Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq and Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala. Both of them were with Huzul alayhi salam and a few more companions. Asallallahu alayhi wasallam was passing by and <coughs> that area was a Jewish area. All the Jews were settled there. Everything was open. Asallallahu alayhi wasallam saw uh, a group of people in the house Absalallahu passed by from there by now everything was in the control of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam they were there as subjects and Huzur Alaihi Salatu Wasallam went in that house greeted them and saw a few rabbis there as they do when they pray the Torah rocking to and fro and praying and the child was there uh, in his deathbed, about to pass away. Sakharat ka waqtha. And the father is there with the Torah, praying, praying, praying. And Huzur alayhi salatu is there. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq is there. Hazrat Umar Farooq is there. Wasallam looked at the child, and the child looked at Huzur alayhi salam, and the father was there, and the father was a great scholar. So Wasallam looked at him and said to him that the book that you are reading, the Torah, have you read my name, Muhammad or Ahmed, in it? Is there my mentioning anywhere in the book what you are reading? And when he saw Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam, at first hand he ignored Huzur alayhi salam. And he continued reading. Hazrat Umar Farooq was angry. After Rabbi Absalallahu alayhi wasalam again posed the question, do you find my name in the Torah that you are reading? And he was a, a scholar. Blatant lie in front of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And he says, Oh Muhammad bin Abdullah, again, look at the language. Your name is never to be found in the Torah that we read. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala humiliated the father. The son who was in his last moments of life shouted out and he said, Ya Rasul Allah, my father is a liar and you are the truthful one. Because the children were educated people also. The Jewish family, they were all educated. The children could read the Torah. And the child spoke out and he said, Ya Rasulullah, in me, Ashhadu annaka Rasulullah. They knew the Arabic language. I testify that you are Muhammad, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, who is not just mentioned in one chapter of the Torah, but 
in many many parts of the Torah your name is mentioned and is recorded in that book which my dad is holding and reading and I am a Muslim from now and subhanallah that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to Hazrat Umar Farooq and Hazrat Abu Bakr remove this father away from me robbed her, remove this father away from me truce and meetings <laughs> My, my respect is that Allah opened Surah Al-Baqarah. What are we waiting for? What is the truth? Remove the father. And when he said, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah, after saying the kalima, he passed away. What a fortunate child he was. Absalam washed him, shrouded him, and also buried him. Ghusl bhi diya, kafan bhi pehnaya, aur dafan bhi kiya. Aap sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And says, he, this boy is a mu'min, he believes in me. Subhanallah. And this is what is meant. Alladheena ateenahumul kitab. The people who have the book, they recognize Huzur alayhi salatu wa salam, but because of spite, anger, and revenge, that how come that the last messenger comes from the son of Ismail alayhi salam and not from the son of Ishaq alayhi salam so why should we believe him? and it is because of, of this attitude Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deprived them this is why Abdullah bin Salam the greatest uh, scholar of the, the Jews in Medina when Hazrat Umar Farooq uh, met him he says Abdullah tell me this ayat karima which talks about the Jews of Medina, Allah says that you recognize Huzur alayhi salam like how one recognizes the, the children. Was that the case for all the Jews in Medina to Munawwara? Abdullah bin Salam when he became a Muslim, he said, Wallah, in the name of Allah, that is nothing but the truth. All the main scholars and the rabbis and who were literate of Torah knew without a doubt that Huzur alayhi salatu was salam is the last Messiah and the last prophet that is mentioned in the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq respected brothers I wanted to touch on also the history of Madinatul Munawwara and then get into uh, the history of Masjid Nabwi wanted to talk about the minarets of Masjid Nabwi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the dome uh, of Masjid Nabwi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam but inshallah I have taken much of your time we'll continue with this in the next session wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آله وسلم تسليما ولا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب العفو فعفو عنا اللهم إنا نسلك العفو والعافية في الدنيا والآخرة اللهم إنا نسلك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك عبدك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما سعاك منه نبيك عبدك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وأنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا إلا بالله سمعنا وطانا غفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير برحمة يا رحم الرحيم